The Gratitude Podcast, Episode 50. What you'll find with the para-athletes is that they are extremely grateful for the support that they have. And when they can... uh, So it depends if you're working with sometimes with cerebral palsy athletes who have were born with cerebral palsy and have gone through school with cerebral palsy often uh, and often with the male athletes that they they will get bullied a lot at school about their cerebral palsy so their adversity is very internal uh, and they have a lot of mental sort of battles when they are exposed to sporting environments and they're around other athletes with a disability around coaches carers physios everyone that they there's this team of people around these these athletes you can see their their gratitude just shines on a regular basis in the time between our interview and and its release date uh, brad brought home to australia at least three more gold medals at the World Championships in London. And the podcast that he mentioned is already on iTunes. But before that, let's get into the interview. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today, I have with us an amazing person, someone who's been working for the last 13 years of his life with Paralympic, in Paralympic sports. So he uh, works with um, athletes that inspire him because they use their adversity to up their own existence. He's always uplifted by their courage and resilience. And um, he also wants to share this uh, knowledge and this experience in his show called Your Life of Impact. So this is my my short intro. I will let uh, Brett Robbo to tell you more about himself and to get to know him. Brett? Georgian, thank you very much for having me. I'm extremely grateful to be totally. chatting to you today. And I don't just say that because this is the Gratitude Podcast. I truly am. I start all my presentations by telling everyone that I'm grateful to be here because I truly am grateful to be here. So thank you. And that's a great little intro. And like you said, I've been working in Paralympic sport for the past 13 years as a performance therapist and also a high performance coach, mostly around sprinting and jumping. And I've also been working in uh, able-bodied high-performance sport as a therapist and a coach over the years too. And uh, my journey has taken me in a slightly different direction. We're uh, actually in Europe at the moment preparing for the Paraworld Championships, which are in London in a couple of weeks. But then uh, after that, I'm uh, taking more time to invest into the podcast that you mentioned, which is Your Life of Impact, where... The idea around that is that I want to provide an abundance of value to the community and I'm connecting with big impactors in their communities such as world-class athletes and coaches, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders and we're really uh, tapping into their mindsets. Uh, We explore their adversities and their vulnerabilities and really unpack not just their stories but everything that they have to offer for the audience. Like I said, I want to provide a, a massive abundance of value. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, so I'm really curious, um, 
how is it for you to do this this kind of work like um what do you do actually on on a day-to-day basis so on a day-to-day basis uh, at the moment as a coach i have para athletes so i work with athletes with a range of different levels of cerebral palsy uh, which is a neural condition also with amputees so arm amputees leg amputees have uh, intellectually disabled athletes and also uh, visually impaired athletes. And day-to-day, I'm uh, because we're in the sport of track and field, so we do a lot of work obviously on the track with um, all the sessions there and also in the gym. But as a therapist, I also treat my athletes and I treat a range of other high-performance athletes, so doing um, injury management type treatment and uh, yeah, stepping into other sporting high-performance sporting environments around that aspect wow wow and how isn't it hard to to adapt like um you said that it's a really wide range of um uh, paralympic um athletes so how do how do you do it like for me it's it's really it seems like when i'm imagining it it seems really hard because each of them have their own certain situation Um, Absolutely. And that's what I actually enjoy about it and uh, thrive off it because disability aside, every individual in the world uh, is, has their unique differences. And with working with Paralympic sport, the challenge just becomes, okay, how do we help this athlete with a disability move to the best of their ability? And we understand what the limitations are, but we also understand that we can push past some perceived limitations. So when people, we're really good at this as able-bodied people where we think that we can't achieve something and because we've told ourselves over and over and over and we think it, we think it, we think it, we therefore create it. Where in reality, if we think that we can and we start to change our trajectory, then we can start to see some achievements. So that's the mindset that I take into my coaching, working when I'm working with para-athletes or whether I'm treating world-class able-bodied athletes. Regardless, I understand what our end point is and what we're trying to achieve, understanding what the individual limitations are, and then breaking down what the perceived limitations are. Yeah, that that's really that's really great. And I, I think you're doing great work in, in the world and um it's interesting that you're able to do to do them both so you're not not just in paralympics but also in olympics uh, i think this is awesome yeah absolutely i like the variation too and like i said i, so I was an able-bodied athlete and uh, been around able-bodied athletes my whole life as an athlete as a therapist as a coach and uh, but what i really love about paralympic sport is what you said at the beginning where I'm really uplifted by their courage and their resilience because some of these athletes with a disability have overcome huge adversities in their life and almost lost their lives and become um, amputees or brain damage or different things like that. And they, their whole way of being just completely shifts in their life and they learn how to not just overcome that massive adversity but then use it to their advantage and become world-class athletes. And for one, that that helps them achieve their personal goals and their big visions but it also inspires hundreds of thousands of people around the world totally totally so um i'm just curious uh the answer might be no and it's okay do you have like a story of uh, one of your um athletes that has used gratitude to actually get over uh, certain difficulties and actually have some some kind of great achievements 
What you'll find with the para-athletes is that they are extremely grateful for the support that they have. And when they can, uh, so it depends if you're working with sometimes with cerebral palsy athletes who have were born with cerebral palsy and have gone through school with cerebral palsy often uh, and often with the male athletes that they they will get bullied a lot at school about their cerebral palsy. So their adversity is very internal uh, and they have a lot of mental sort of battles. When they are exposed to sporting environments and they're around other athletes with a disability, around coaches, carers, physios, everyone that they, there's this team of people around these, these athletes. You can see their, their gratitude just shines on a regular basis and the athletes that I've worked with the most are extremely grateful for not just the support but all the opportunities that they get in life as well. So travelling the world, uh, inspiring other people, also achieving their their own big grand visions and audacious goals. Yeah, this is wonderful. I was, I was just thinking yesterday um, about the fact that our own uh, limitations or disabilities one way or another actually make us be interdependent and helps us with with gratitude because if we uh, would do everything ourselves and we would need, wouldn't need anyone it wouldn't be, we wouldn't have anyone to be grateful for you know and this is really interesting because they're in in a position in which they need other people and um, and they're helped a lot by other people so I think this might bring a lot of gratitude uh, inside of them. Yeah, and also more than that, they then realize that they don't actually necessarily need all these people and that they can create their own path and they become grateful within themselves and act uh, in a grateful way that they develop these skills and this knowledge around their best way of being. Hmm. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So... um Getting back to to us um, and to you, I'm really curious, what does gratitude mean for you? Gratitude to me is a way of being. So understanding that it actually changes our physiological state. So gratitude isn't just expressing gratitude and saying that you're grateful. It's actually what you're, what you're doing. It's your actions. And understanding that when we are in a state of gratitude, we are not in a state of resentment. And just knowing that in itself, and I guess coming from an exercise science sort of background, when I understood that there was physiological benefits and health benefits for being in a state of gratitude, that, that for me was a seller. So to <laughs> me, gratitude is a way of being. Yeah, totally. I think it's uh, it comes down to uh, our psychology. If we uh, if we're grateful and we want to get better and we enjoy life, our body ac- actually helps with with the healing mu- much more, right? Agree. And yeah, we we're totally in control, and gratitude helps a lot with. Uh, with actually getting there where, where we want to be. Well, that's right. It's a choice and everything in life is a choice. And when people can actually accept that and understand that and operate in that way, then we choose to be grateful at times when it might actually be difficult. But in actually making that choice, that's going to then take you back, 
give you that energetic state and take you in that direction towards your goals and your visions and bring you more in alignment and more congruent. So there's always difficult situations in life that happen uh, around us and it's when we can actually understand, okay, that situation that's happening that's that's the external environment, but I'm in control of my internal environment. So what you're thinking and what you're feeling. And when you can understand that your thoughts, that you actually create your feelings, so you can create that gratitude within your internal environment. It can change your physiological state, which is why you see some people react to situations when they're not actually um, in touch with their emotions and uh, and aware and accept what's happening and they just react to an external environment. And so therefore, they're generally the people that find it hard to be grateful more often in life. But when we become more emotionally intelligent, emotionally aware, and we understand that you are actually in control of your thoughts and that's what controls your feelings, so therefore you can think in a way of being grateful and therefore act in a way of gratitude, then that just understanding again that that all relates back to your physiological state. Yeah, totally. Um, you, you kind of anticipated my question uh, because I was curious what, what you do when it's hard to be grateful, when you have all kinds of challenges and all kinds of things coming your way that, that aren't the, the most positive. Yeah, and that's exactly right. That's the emotional intelligence aspect because, you know, the last two and a half years uh, for me particularly, I've gone down that journey a lot. I've studied a lot around emotional intelligence and and the more I've understood and become aware of my emotions uh, and that I'm actually in control of them, that I can choose to the way I feel. So regardless of you can or anyone in, in my external environments can try and uh, tell me things that are against uh, what I believe and I can choose to buy into those or I can choose to just acknowledge that that's your perception of me or your perception of the world and I stay congruent with my values, my beliefs, my purpose and therefore that's how I can choose to be uh, in a state of gratitude even when the external environments are a little bit difficult. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I've studied uh, emotional intelligence myself. And I, I think that it's one of the, the most important things that we, we, can, we can study and we can work with within ourselves to be aware of our feelings and to, to be aware of the fact that we can choose to have certain feelings and certain thoughts. And it's not 100% the exterior dictating everything. Absolutely. So um, I, I asked you before our interview, and I know that you, you got one prepared. What's your favorite quote on, on gratitude? Uh, My name is Sydney Fox. I'm currently a Fresno State student athlete. My name is Charles Reminger. I am a student athlete at Fresno State. My name is Valentina Oyuas Castaneda. At Fresno State, I play soccer. I'm a goalkeeper. Going through a year of COVID, it was obviously difficult to so many. Whether you be in high school, college, just graduated, moving into true adult life, it is okay to not be okay. Go to calhope.org to chat with a live person. Or call their warm line at 1-833-317-HOPE. It's okay to ask for help well i guess when i think about gratitude in that way and quotes it's not really around the word gratitude itself but i think of tony robbins and his quote around giving is living and to me when you are giving 
so it took me a while to understand what he meant, but I've heard him say it quite a bit. And so I started practicing it in many different ways. And I realized that when I'm authentically, truly giving uh, from my heart, then that is operating in a state of gratitude. So in regards, in answer to your question, I would say that if you think about and relate to and act from the quote, giving is living, then that, that's what I think of when I hear that question. Yeah, I love it. I think that many times when, when we are just uh, in our own minds and we are not thinking about how we can serve other people and give, it's, it's kind of, it's harder sometimes to, to be grateful because we only think about our problems and uh, what's not, not all right. But when we start getting outside ourselves and into giving, we definitely get in touch with gratitude much easier, totally. Absolutely. And I think the word that I've said a couple of times that makes it easier for me, and this is how I teach people, it's congruency. So what if I now, so I'm actually doing a lot of uh, life coaching in a sense. Uh, I like to call it mentoring, but I work with people. And when we can help people understand and live congruently, so congruently with their values or in alignment, alignment is another word, alignment with their values, uh, in alignment with their purpose. So when you can identify what your purpose is and actually uh, live by that and also congruency with your own belief systems and not trying to buy into or follow other people's. So in alignment with all those areas and then also taking making choices every day that are helpful and taking you towards your big visions and towards your goals, then all that relates back to the being in a state of gratitude too because if you start to operate around other people's values and belief systems and you're not really in touch with your purpose and you make choices on a daily basis that aren't taking you towards your goals and your visions and you're making those choices that are taking you away and internally you feel it you know when you're being incongruent there's that little bit of guilt and all of a sudden that can just pile up so that emotional intelligent aspect again of understanding yourself at a deeper level is super powerful wow i love that i love that so um what i also wanted to ask you to um share with our audience is how did you get to to experience gratitude to actually understand it's not just the concept of gratitude that uh, you might see everywhere but actually live it and actually feel it in, in your own experience I reflected on this uh, probably about six months ago. I was asked a very similar sort of question and I looked back to when I was younger and growing up and I realized I guess I've never been ungrateful, but I've never really expressed gratitude and never, never heard the term too much. And I was actually exposed to it through podcasts and Lewis Howes, who he was the first podcast I ever listened to just over two years ago and I became addicted and listened to all of his episodes and then understanding um, what it meant to him and why he expresses gratitude but then hearing a lot of highly successful and influential and inspirational people from so many different areas around the world and the power of gratitude in so many people's lives. So I started to explore it more around that and when I that's when I started to get a bit deeper into it when I understood, okay, this is, and from feeling and then from reading and hearing and understanding that it does actually change our physiological state, then it was, like I said, it was really easy for me to 
uh, I guess become addicted to gratitude because I my end goal in life is to live till I'm 110 and I want to be <laughs> running when I'm 110. So wow. what that allows me to do is make choices on a daily basis around my health in terms of longevity. So not just for the now, not just want to be the best version of myself now, but for the next, so until I'm 31 years old now, so t- until I'm 110 years old. And when I think about and now understand the deeper physiological health benefits of operating in a state of gratitude, then I think, well, that's part of um, taking me towards my visions and goals. Wow, that's so inspiring. I, I don't know how many people actually think about how long they want to live and to, to be running by uh, 110 years old is, is quite inspiring. This is, this is a great idea for, for us to, to take in and to think about actually what how much we would like to live and how we would like to live um when we are like because this is this this is on on a tangent here but um i want to point this out i don't know how it is in australia but uh here there is like if you say old you say sick this is how it is and people like when people are older they usually um they're usually weaker they um they're not so active anymore and things like this i had i had a, quite a different experience with with my granny that that raised me uh she was very active she was 90 years old and she 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 did a lot of things around the house she went shopping she did a lot of things so i i have a positive example on this but usually people that are older are sick and they running is something that <laughs> it's from another world i don't know if it's the same in australia or not yeah absolutely it's definitely the same as that i wouldn't say that uh, most australians are thinking about living till they're 110 i often get a funny <laughs> reaction when i do talk about that but i think it, it just highlights that it's important for me to understand an end goal but and i also have my very short-term goals i have my 10-year visions and different things like that but when every single day we get the opportunity to make so many choices in our life and so many of those choices are actually related to our health whether it's our mental health our physical health whatever that might be when you know that those choices are not just about in the moment and okay why am i choosing this food why am i choosing to nourish my brain health in this way okay it's not just so i can be smart tomorrow or feel better after this meal it's for every day of my life and i want to be able to enjoy every day of my life until i'm 110 I totally agree with this. <laughs> and uh, usually in the media they uh, and in the pop songs and everything, live for the moment and it doesn't, it doesn't matter what happens tomorrow and, and things like this. And they are cool in a way that you can have fun and not think about all kinds of problems that you might have. But um, it, it's not really good for our health doing that because you might... I don't know, you might over drink or you might do drugs or, or things like this that have you, you feel good for a while, but afterwards they have such a negative effect on, on our body. And it's, it's quite a pity because you will, you will have to live with your body for the next like 30, 50 or even 80 years. Well, that's right. And I think it's, you mentioned there about being in the moment and something that I teach and practice a lot is um, mindfulness and about being present. There's a real power of being present. And, you know, it's the truth that there's no moment 
other than the current moment and the now. And so whilst I talk about my end goals and my bigger visions and everything like that, it's not that I'm just hanging out and I'm waiting and I'm being really safe and hoping those times come. I'm actually enjoying every moment as I go on that journey. But in saying that, I know that I have a choice to uh, experience that moment for that moment and also for the following parts of my journey. Yeah, this is beautiful. This is beautiful to be in the present and enjoy the moment and also have the vision. Yeah, it's it's really it's really a great way of of uh, seeing life and uh, relating to life because sometimes we we get into the extremes, like we think too much about the future or we are too much in the present, and I think this this creates a balance. Absolutely. So um, do you do something consistently that helps you to be grateful? I do. I, uh, so I don't get out of bed every day until I express three things that I'm grateful for. And often if you're tired, they can be very similar sort of things and they can be really simple things. And uh, it might be the weather, it might be the great sleep, it might be the bed, uh, it might be the people you spent time with the day before, whatever comes to mind. I'll, I'll express gratitude for a few things uh, straight away every day. I have a reminder that goes off on my phone at 2.30 p.m. every day and it says, uh, take a breath and express gratitude towards one thing right now. And what what I find, I did that. So I told you that I was exposed to gratitude through Lewis Howes and I thought, okay, I'm going to get into a routine of expressing gratitude. And this was over two years ago and I've left it on my phone because I find that at 2.30 in the afternoon is a funny time where your circadian rhythm starts to dip a little bit and you can sort of start to almost get tired if you're in uh, in that zone. And also there might be things, so it's post-lunch and there, there's always things happening around that time of day. So uh, you can tend to get caught up in the day and busy. Um, I say that in in inverted commas because I, uh, I don't like to word, use the word busy. I like to use productive. But you can get caught up in the day and then so when it goes off at 2.30 and it says breathe and I know the power of breathing, I've studied a lot around that and so I take a big deep breath and then I'll express something that I'm grateful for. So there's a few things like that but then uh, like we are talking about before is also understanding gratitude at a deeper level. Like if you think about the more you know about something and the benefits and the power of how it makes you a better person, it makes your environment better, it makes your health better, it's one of those things now that I, uh, that I understand at a deeper level. So therefore, when I, I can just find myself being grateful for the small things more often. Yeah, I think um, when, when you say this, uh, I, I was thinking about um, the fact that when you know that some, some food is, is healthy, um, you're much more prone to to go for it and to, to like it even more because you know that it's good for you even though it, it might I don't know it might be broccoli and you might not like broccoli a lot <laughs> but knowing that uh, that it's really good for you and you, that you feel great uh, that gets you going at, and gets you uh, to to use it and to, to, to eat it and to enjoy it much more well, yeah, you're right. And you think about it, if uh, if they're hard choices for you to make as a person around making the healthy choice, even though you know it, 
then think about how do you feel? Do you like to feel healthier or do you like to feel unhealthy? Do you like to feel sick? Do you like to feel injured? So when you weigh up, when I've taught myself to like some things that really don't taste that great, but I can tell myself that they do because they're super healthy. So I have my own life coach and he's a functional medicine expert and a functional neurology expert. Some of the stuff that we've explored around functional medicine uh, and I understand and we've done a lot of tests of how that changes my internal environment for the better and helps with my longevity, then things like fermented cod liver oil and eating uh, liver and different things like that, they don't taste great, but I know that it's really good for my health. So I'll, I'll choose to make myself like it uh, because I like to feel healthy as opposed to like, uh, I don't like to feel unhealthy. I don't like to feel sick. Yeah, totally. It makes a lot of sense. And I think this might be really useful for, for our listeners that find it a, a bit harder to choose gratitude or they might, like, might not like gratitude so much uh, because they might think it's cheesy or something. Well, yes. And that's what I mean about the more you understand. So that's what I, why I love what you're doing because you're exposing people to uh, all the dimensions of gratitude and what it actually means and how it can actually help uh, improve their lives and everyone else in their lives and help you make an impact through being more grateful and not just, like I said, gratitude is a way of being. It's not just yeah. a an expression to say that you're grateful for something. Whilst that's a good start and I still do that on a regular basis, that's just the surface level type stuff. Totally, totally. And that's why I think it's important not just to do something in the morning, but to, like like you said, I love this uh, a lot even when you're in the productive state and then when you when you get into having to do things and you might forget about actually enjoying them or about gre- being grateful for the day. Um, be, so around the day, as much as you can bring gratitude and see the beautiful things that you, you're surrounded by, that, that creates a, a whole nother life. Absolutely. So um, usually... When we think about gratitude, we think about people. Um, who who are you grateful for? Do you want to mention a few people that you you're particularly grateful for? At this very moment, I'm grateful for your company, Georgian. Absolutely, <laughs> thank you. I'm always grateful for my gorgeous fiance, Marie. We have an amazingly connected, bonded relationship. So I'm always extremely grateful for her. I'm really grateful for my mother. We have a really close relationship, so I'm grateful for that. I'm really grateful for the athletes who I'm here in Germany with and preparing them for the Para World Championships. And, you know, it's it's rude to, to not mention everyone, but for whatever reason, I'm, I'm always grateful for people in my life. Yeah, I'm sure that you have a long list of people and um that there were some there were many people that helped you a lot in on your journey as well and that that you're really grateful for yeah that's right and also even just being grateful for situations and even if those circumstances in life aren't uh things like you talked about before about how do we help work through times that are hard when it's hard to be grateful and it, it all goes back to choice and you've got to understand that nothing ever happens to us on our journey. It only ever happens for us. And when you can actually accept that and operate in that way and you think, so something terrible might happen in your life and you think, oh, why me, poor me, this has happened. 
and that actually changes your internal environment and it makes it hard to move forward to become congruent again with your values, your visions, your purpose, your belief systems. And what's important is to actually say, okay, this terrible situation has happened. Now, what can I do? How can I be a better person from this? How can I help more people from what I've learned from this situation as opposed to taking as, oh, poor me, this has happened to me. Okay, this has actually happened for me. I'm going to learn, grow, and develop from this situation. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking about the same thing uh, uh, a few months ago that the people that are very inspiring to us like... um, um, Anthony Robbins or Oprah or these people that are huge, they had their problems, they had their challenges, maybe even bigger than we had. And they just chose another way. They chose to um, accept that and to use that and to inspire others through their example. And it's it's a matter of choice. We all have, have challenges. We all We can all feel like a victim if we want. It's it's really not that hard because we we can think about I don't know five things that aren't working in our life right now and we can feel like a victim. But it's our choice to to be grateful for the things that are working and to be uh, a beacon of light for others. Absolutely, that victim mentality is so unproductive and so unhelpful to help you uh, with your visions and goals and to operate in a healthy state. And you're exactly right. People like that who are very inspiring in the world have suffered. Uh, well, I shouldn't even say suffered, but been through and been exposed to some massive adversities. And to be honest, I I experienced huge adversity in my life two and a half years ago, and it was from going on that journey and that uh, that emotional journey that exposed me to uh, this this pathway and this understanding. And through through that journey, it's allowed me to understand. Okay, this is an absolutely horrific, terrible situation that has happened. Uh, but then I was taught how to actually shift my mindset and understand that I was going to be more of a whole person from that. And then that's allowed me to take that mentality around this is a huge adversity, but from this I'm going to learn, grow, develop, become um, a greater person within myself and at the same time inspire and teach others how to be the best versions of themselves. Totally, totally. And uh, there is this quote from, from Steve Jobs that you can't uh, connect the dots looking forward, but you can connect the dots looking backwards. So even if the situation right now isn't great for you, gratitude seeker, um, it might make sense in a few months, a few weeks, or a few years from now, it might make perfect sense. That's right. Our our judgment can be clouded by emotions quite often in those periods of time. But another thing is actually trusting the timing of your life and trusting the process and diligently doing the things that you know are helpful, even if it's hard to be grateful in those tough times, even though it's, if it's hard to see, okay, this is a choice that I can make to understand that this is happening for me, not to me. There is those tough times, but when you work through that and then, like you said, looking back and joining the dots, that's where the real strength and the real power is. Totally, totally. So um, thank you so much for being here with us and sharing your um, experience and your knowledge. And um, I I was just curious, and I'm I'm sure that um, our listeners are as well. Where can, can we find you? Where can we see your work? How can we get in contact with you? 
Absolutely. So our brand new, my brand new website is yourlifeofimpact.com. And that's where, so the, the new podcast that I'm launching is called uh, Your Life of Impact. And going to the website, there's a lot of information around uh, what I do and my coaching and my mentoring and the podcast itself. And uh, social media is a good place to follow my journey, but I don't operate. So I've got accounts under Brett Robbo, but I don't use them very often. So my company name is Life, Living Intentionally for Excellence. Uh, So you'll find us on social media at Life for Excellence. So at L-I-F-E. F-O-R-X-L-N-S for excellence. So at Life for Excellence on Instagram and Facebook is a great place to follow. All right. So um, what I also wanted to ask you is um, when will this launch? When when will your podcast launch? So when we're talking at the moment, I'm hoping within the next couple of days. So I've done... Okay. uh, I've done quite a lot of interviews already and I'm just waiting for some final touches on the website and then uh, it should be so maybe when when this goes live that the podcast will be up and about. So that's why I'm saying if you go to yourlifeofimpact.com, that's where all the information will be or search for the Your Life of Impact in the podcast uh, apps and then you should be able to find us by the time that people are listening to this. And I'm very excited about it because I've already done a lot of the interviews and like I said, connecting with some, um, some really big impactors and they, have, they do have that abundance of value to give. So they've got a great story, but more than that, we're exploring. I want people to be able to finish an episode and have knowledge on what action they can take to become more impactful in their lives. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So thank you very much for, for being here with us and for sharing everything that you, you've shared with us. Thank you. Georgian, thanks again. Like I said, I'm extremely grateful to be here and then be part of your audience also. Thanks a lot. So like I said in the beginning of our um, episode, you can check out uh, Rob's podcast on iTunes and uh, also on Stitcher. And um, if you haven't done so already, you you should definitely subscribe to the Gratitude Podcast and enjoy the future interviews that I will be releasing in the following months. Thank you so much once again for listening. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course 
to join me now.